0: This is what we are fighting, which is collectivism. So at the end of the day, for them, as I've said earlier, where it leads to is that they would most probably end up wanting to line us up against the wall and put a bullet in the back of our head. I do not joke about that at all.
1: Welcome everybody to conversations that matter. I am your host, Alex Newman. We have two very special guests joining us today. Filmmaker Mark Sutherland. He's award. He's an award-winning filmmaker. He's been doing films for decades. He's done some really good ones, like Between Lambs and Lions. Uh, he's done some really, really great work. Uh, he's also interviewed regularly on a lot of different platforms about his work. And uh, he and our next and our other guest uh, just got back from the Parliament of World Religions in Chicago. And that's what we're going to talk about today, folks. There is a very concerning trend taking place when it comes to religion, right? They're not just trying to build a one world political and economic order, there is a concerted move toward a one world religious order order as well. And uh, one of the top experts on the world in this, I believe, is Carl Tykreb, our other guest. He's a researcher, writer, lecturer. Uh, he's focused on what he describes as a paradigm shift, sweeping the Western world, uh, especially looking at it from a Christian perspective. So he goes to a lot of these conferences, uh, not just the uh, the of World Religions that they just got back from. Uh, he's a regular attendee at like Burning Man. Uh, he's, he's been to a lot of pagan and Wiccan gatherings. He's been to UN events, the UN uh, Millennium Forum, the International Congress of the World Federalist Movement. So he, uh, he has studied this in depth and he's put it into a number of very very important works including his absolutely stunning book game of gods the temple of man in the age of re-enchantment uh and he shows how these global religious and political and cultural developments are all happening in unison and that there is of course an agenda behind it um gentlemen welcome to the program let's start with you carl because you've been actually going to these meetings for a long time you guys were just at the parliament of world religions in chicago Um, You know, the the first couple of segments we were talking about this global push to bring all the religions of the world together behind this global agenda. Um, Did you see evidence that that trend was uh, was materializing at this Parliament of World Religions?
2: Oh, obviously. And it is materializing. It's coming together. You can keep your diversity of faiths. That's one of the important parts that comes out of attending events like this. They celebrate the diversity so long as within your diversity, you are in tune with that common agenda, with a one-world agenda. And so you can be a Baha'i, or a Muslim, or a Buddhist, or a Christian, and you all have your place at the global table, so long as you're all in agreement for a a global uh, perspective. And exclusive truth claims, like Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life, that is anathema that's wrong. One of the interesting takeaway, because I've been attending these events for, for years now, this is my fourth parliament, and I've been to uh, other interfaith events, is the language shift. And Mark will be able to speak to this very well, because he saw it from the more sharp edge of the spear. And that is at one time, the interfaith community would describe us as fundamentalists, and then we became exclusivists, and then extremists, At the 2018 parliament, we were labeled as supremacist. At this one, we were considered to be authoritarians. And so the language has shifted, has become more radicalized, more uh, divisive, and uh, it certainly sets us apart from what the global community is doing. That is
1: fascinating, Carl. And I do want to drill down into this subject, Uh, you know, one of the most chilling Things that I think I ever read was Alice Bailey's talk of this new age and how the, the real problem was this great heresy of separateness, those dang Bible-believing Christians that just don't want to be a part of this wonderful global new age community that we're building. And, um, you know, we should not say it explicitly, but you really get the sense that uh, the solution is really the, the uh, extermination of people who don't want to participate. And uh, I, I don't think based on reading Alice Bailey's work and her communication with these ascended masters, that that is um too extreme a leap to make. Um, Mark, let's go to you. Um, this is the first uh Parliament of World Religions that you've been to. Uh tell us a little bit about what you saw,
0: what jumped out at you. Well, absolutely, and good to see you, my friend. I um I felt as though I'd entered the Death Star, as in Star Wars. And um, you know, one of the, one of the pictures that I had was seeing a man, I think it was a man, with a beard in a skirt. With a collar around his neck. In other words, it just represented everything to me as Bible-believing Christians, as followers of Christ, that we would turn around and go, well, hold on a minute, you know, all of you, all these people, if they're turning around and they're coming from the Christian denomination, you are profoundly then left-wing, it's all collectivism and all the rest. But of course, other faiths were there and they're all sort of celebrating each other, etc. But the key thing to me, Alex, it is NGO central, non-government organization central. There they are. The big push for Gaia, e.g. we worship the creation, but not the creator. A big push to get rid of fossil fuels, etc. None of this is a shock to you personally because of some of the other meetings that you've gone. But, and Carl can go into this, when we look at the the history of the whole interfaith movement, the one world government movement, and I'm afraid to say that the church has played a massive part within that and has been hijacked. When I then am attending... I didn't attend this, but of course, it's in this booklet here when I'm reading seminars of the rise of white Christian nationalism and the threat to US democracy. Well, the first thing to say that you are not a democracy, you are a representative constitutional republic with a leanable rights. And as Carl quite rightly opened up this whole thing, as we would all say, words matter. And look at this lexicon, as he was talking about in 2018. We, you know, this horrible thing of all these Christians in the way. You've just quite rightly quoted Alice Bailey, this whole theme. And between the first parliament in 1893 and the second parliament in 1993, 100 years. And what astounds me, Alex, is that there were only 11 of us there. 11 of us as Christians there. Why aren't there busloads of Christians going there, etc.? Bible-believing Christians to pray inside that event because of the spiritual warfare, and we are engaged in that like no other time in history. But that's because, Alex, people do not know about it. It's been under the wire. And I think that is what was the first thing that shocked me. But the other thing, mainly, you cannot debate with these people. If you ask them what their policies are, say, on what's going to replace oil, for argument's sake, they will not come up with anything. I sat in front of uh, Kareen Gore, Al Gore's daughter, just to say that I've actually heard certain things from people's mouths when they are then doing a seminar on divesting from oil and i then conclude and we've said this about the left i've just conclude that sadly there there is a deluded mental health problem of people not facing There is this train, it's come out of the station, it's gathering more and more and more speed and they cannot go back. If you were to try and debate and say, could we have a discussion on CO2 and the importance of it and how trees take that in and create oxygen? These people would look at you as if you were a complete outlier. And basically, and as Carl and I have discussed uh, recently, that they would take you to a brick wall and eventually put a bullet in the back of your head because we cannot have people talking sense. And that is the... I mean, I was in a seminar where within minutes and the seminar was about misinformation, ha-ha, mm. and someone turning around and going, oh, well, the person I think is the the person that could be the Antichrist right now is Donald Trump. And, I, and I'm sitting there going, excuse me? It's not about worshipping him or that i'm just turning around and saying right so could you actually justify that but more importantly alex i saw with my own eyes the way that the new age and it's something that has concerned you you've actually brought that up with me how the new age has infiltrated the church we look at not that rick warren's name was there but we know that i believe that gentleman sits on the council of foreign relations and all the rest yep, all this one one yeah. nonsense so the way the new age has entered in that i'm sitting in a seminar going on about you know how we can use um, uh, um drugs magic mushrooms to have incredible experiences of god but here here's the other big kicker we are looking at right now on the southern border of Texas, this invasion, whatever anyone says it's an invasion. We have that round on the, our southern coast as well. And there was, let's call him out, there's a mayor, there's a mayor um, there to to push to push this of, of San Antonio and saying we've got five, we've basically helped 500,000 illegal aliens going through San Antonio. Um, I mean, to hear it from the people's mouth, Alex, that's why it's so important that we attend these these places like you do. It's absolutely vital. In
3: 1988, the John Birch Society produced a documentary so predictive, it's as though they had a time machine. Out of Control, Immigration Invasion was produced and hosted by investigative reporter, William F. Jasper, and looks at the growing problem of unrestricted illegal immigration that, in 1988, already saw upwards of 10 to 20 million illegal aliens within the borders of the US. Unknown agents from around the world using the southern border as easy entry. Certainly some are innocent families escaping hardship, but also certainly some are criminals, potentially terrorists. Is it not appropriate that there be some criteria for the entry of any sovereign nation? Why should the US be different than Canada, Germany, Russia, Japan, or every other country on the planet? Out of control immigration invasion watch this time capsule of prescient wisdom at the new american.com slash out of control welcome back to
1: the show everybody i'm your host alex newman senior editor at the new american magazine we've been covering this push for a one world religion actually since before i was born i mean the new american has just been at the forefront of this Uh, i was just with my colleague william f jasper Um, he calls himself co-senior editor he's really the senior senior editor but uh, 20 years ago, I was reading some of his articles. He was down um, in Rio de Janeiro, maybe 30 years ago now, and was talking about this Ark of hope and the, the blasphemous Earth Charter that they said would be like the new Ten Commandments. Um, Carl, I want to come back to you. You know, there, there are a lot of self-proclaimed Christians who are participating in this stuff. And uh, you, I'm sure you saw that at the Parliament of World Religions. Um, you know, my reading of the Bible and my understanding of historic Christianity would seem to suggest that this kind of stuff is really not appropriate um what is your view I mean wh- what do we make of these alleged Christian leaders attending this I mean what kind of things are they saying can they still claim to believe that Christ is the way and and then participate in these types of things
2: well I think this brings up the question have they have they considered Jesus as being the only way from from the get-go Uh, And and that's actually a really important uh, question to ask, because what you're seeing is certainly the progressive side of Christianity that is represented in spades. And it was acknowledged that the Parliament is, in many respects, the spearhead of the progressive Christian movement. Union Theological Seminary is represented there, and they have a special place within the interfaith Parliament structure. Uh, the, right before the break, Mark was talking a little bit about uh, magic mushrooms and psychedelics. One of the workshops we attended... Was uh, a workshop hosted by someone from a Christian seminary, a few other various Christian thought leaders, and Richard Rohr, the Christian mystic, making the argument, making the case that as Christians, we should be. Infusing psychedelic spirituality within chaplaincy services, within seminaries, and try to bring it more into the into the fold of mainstream Christianity. A lot of people would say that's nuts, but that's the the <laughs> kind of stuff that's going on. Those are the that's the level of discussion that's taking place. And then ironically, a couple of well, just not quite even a week and a half later, I'm at Burning Man. I'm going to a workshop entitled "Jesus and Psychedelics," led by a Lutheran pastor, led by uh, or having conversations with other pastors, former and active, and uh, all of a sudden, that... Carl, Carl had- let me stop you real quick. I, I, yeah, I don't sure. think
1: your average American knows anything about Burning Man. Did you give us just a, a thirty-second version. What is this? Are, are you gathering kidding 30, out in the desert?
2: A, a thirty-second version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you <laughs> are are kidding? You kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let, let me just put it this way: it is it is Silicon Valley's. Front and center seat in the desert. It's a a count, so-called countercultural festival, but it's not countercultural. It is mainstream culture, and it is a gathering of roughly seventy-five to eighty thousand people in the desert for roughly ten days. Uh, and a lot of people look at it as a hedonistic. Um, type of event and it is but there's way more going on way 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 more there's lots of workshops and discussion groups and again this is silicon valley's event and, and it all
1: culminates with the burning of this big giant effigy of a man correct
2: correct and then after that the burning of their temple so yeah. it's a highly spiritual place, uh, but it is also highly political and has great cultural importance. And so I found it just ironic that here we are at the Parliament of Religions a week and a half before in Chicago, talking about or listening to leading figures from progressive Christian circles, justifying the introduction of psychedelics into the Christian community as a way of opening up this sense of oneness, this global feeling, And then at Burning Man, a week or so later, I'm listening to pastors, former and current pastors, and others who claim to be Christians, now giving personal justification for how psychedelics can lead them to Jesus and allow them to feel agape love. So that's a trend. There's a trend there. And this is one of the reasons, Alex, why it's important for us to go to events like this, because this is where you will hear where the trends begin to unfold before it ever hits mainstream
1: fascinating, fascinating stuff. And this is stuff that's not being reported in the mainstream media by and large. Um, Mark, uh, where do you think this all goes? I mean, if they continue marching onward of this unification of world religions behind this agenda, the unification of world governments behind this agenda, this unification of the major businesses of the world uh, as represented by the World Economic Forum and other major organizations, where does all this lead if, if it doesn't get stopped?
0: Well at the end at the end of the day, it is leading to a one world government system. We've said it simply with a one world religion, and that we will see that the the only way the truth and the life through through accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior will be will be pushed out, will not be accepted at all. And the fact that they I see us as Bible believing Christians. There is persecution. There will, will be a lockout of of society because this whole mantra, mantra of collectivism says, well, you have to have these, this way of thinking. You have to have these thoughts and can't you you know, live this utopian dream and the fact that we all have to buy in and then it comes down to, as Carl Constant talked about for many years, the 17, as you have, Alex, the 17 development goals and then it's Agenda 21, Agenda 30 and then we've got to save the planet and when we come out with, well, hold on a minute, the planet's fine. It's not overpopulated. We're called to go out and subdue the earth. In other words, we come out With every single thing, from a biblical point of view, we are not going to be liked. Now, one of the sessions that Carl and I just quickly sat in was around, literally a round table under Chatham House rules, which was a very interesting experience. And I'm sitting behind David Saberstein, who was Obama's ambassador to religion. In other words, look at the high level of stuff that is going on. And as you've said, unless we go there, unless we hear it from the from the mouth of these people, many people will not, will not believe us. We know, we know what the book of Revelation says. We know that. Are we being called right now to pray, to store things? Because our priority is to preach the gospel, not some utopian loving which certain strands of Christianity of what I wouldn't say they're Christians certain people have then brought into whether that's having your best life now or the fact that um you know Mr Warren with Mr Drucker who influenced him who you know was into eastern mysticism and this whole new age immersion the key is this Alex they want to wipe out our individual relationship with our Creator God says, you know, I've made you in my image. I have something important for you to do. I have an individual role on this earth to do. You are special in my sight. This is, this is what we are fighting, which is collectivism. So at the end of the day, for them, as I've said earlier, where it leads to is that they would most probably end up wanting to line us up against the wall and put a bullet in the back of our head. I do not joke about that at all
1: yeah and you know i I think a lot of people hear that and they think that sounds really far-fetched but i think the more you dig into this it it becomes clear that we're really dealing with evil here and for people who think that sounds far-fetched i I just encourage you to look back through history look back through human history look around the world today historically that has been the norm i mean christians have been relentlessly persecuted for two thousand years they've been beheaded they've been fed to lions and um, and it's because they say you know we're we're not of the world sorry we're not going to participate uh, carl we're down to just about two minutes left here i want to just ask you for for final thoughts how how should we be responding to this i mean it's one thing to talk about it on the radio and on on video platforms but how how should christians and people who are alarmed by these trends
2: respond well first of all we can't respond with fear mm. we have we have to be able to respond with with sound uh thought with good biblical discernment and be able to call out things as they are, and quit living in fear. My goodness, we live in fear. But one of the things, too, that we need to recognize that this uh, that this is essentially an alternative salvation message. That is what the world is giving us. So when we learn to see it that way, then we intrinsically can recognize that this is, under its, its trappings, a spiritual issue, front and center. And, be, and then it's we see how it's played out, of course, in the rest of the world around us. So as Christians, we have to have that perspective and then be able to guard our children, our family and our churches as we see these pressures coming on us and be aware of what those pressures are without fear. Yep. I couldn't agree with
1: you more, Carl. And, and I, there's a concerted agenda to keep people in fear, whether it's COVID, whether it's Uh, you know, some natural disaster. They they just want us in constant terror. And uh, we we really need to stop. Um, Gentlemen, we're just about out of time. Uh, Carl, what's
2: the best place to follow your work? And what's the best place to get Game of Gods? You can go to gameofgods.ca. That is my book's website. You can read excerpts and you can order it through that venue or through Amazon. Uh, You can also go to forcingchange.org, which is an archived collection of my articles and research reports fantastic carl
1: and, and i'll tell you folks it's uh, one of the most insightful books i've ever seen on these subjects uh, it's very very good uh mark we're almost out of time how can people follow you and watch some of your great films
0: brilliant thank you www.marksutherland.org is where you can find me and also find me on twitter on the sutherland report and on facebook as me good to see you my friend and thank you so much for having us both on today
1: it was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Alrighty, folks, I'm Alex Newman. Thanks again for tuning in to Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Alex Newman. Get over to the newamerican.com. If you're not yet a subscriber to the magazine, you need to be. Actually, if you use that promo code Newman, you get 10 bucks off on the print subscription. Also, uh, get signed up for the free daily headlines. I mean, there's no reason why you should be relying on the fake media when you get all the top headlines from the new American for free in your inbox. So thanks again for tuning in, folks. I am Alex Newman. Again, this is Conversations That Matter. Until next time, God bless you all. All
3: right, parents, listen up. We've all seen the countless examples of how radical radical leftists have been destroying American schools. It's no longer just about the terrible math and reading levels. Now radical left teachers birthed from liberal universities are forcing gender indoctrination in, in kindergarten. They're teaching lessons on white guilt. Freedom Project Academy has perfected live on online learning over the course of a decade. I get a ton of great feedback about this program, a ton. They're built on Judeo-Christian values, a classical curriculum, what does that mean? It means they're taught, your children are taught, taught the way that the founding generations of the country. My own son Noah did Freedom Project Academy for a several years when he was younger. The more
0: we tell our friends about these things, the more people will get on board, and I, and I believe that we can be the catalyst to some real change. We must save the West
1: our way of life and our culture is under attack. And because of patriots like you and your project, I have optimism for the future.